Welcome to Legal Tea, the podcast where we interview lawyers bring beyond corporate law. Each week you'll hear about their practice area, the work that they do, and the roads they've taken to get there. I'm your host, Max Herberg. Welcome back to another episode. How's everyone doing? I hope you've all been adjusting back to the legal grind. This week, we sit down with Antonia Welch, a freelance legal PR and communications consultant. In the episode, we discuss what legal PR is and how it differs from traditional PR, why it's important for firms to have legal PR, especially in the context of a merger, and how young lawyers can start getting involved. So without further ado, sit back, relax, brew yourself a cuppa, and enjoy the show. Good morning, Antonia. Welcome to Legal Tea. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you, Max. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We've got a lot to talk about today, but before we jump in, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? So I'm a legal PR specialist. I've been freelancing for the last eight years, building up my own business, but I actually started in-house at Knight Frank, the big property agents, and my move into the legal sector took me to Allen and Overy. So this that was a great experience. That was about 20 years ago. And then I also worked in-house at Howard Kennedy, another city law firm. And so how would you define legal PR? Um, So PR is all about building and protecting the reputation of a business. So legal PR is doing that for law firms and also legal sector suppliers. And are there any kind of special differences or insights of legal PR in comparison to traditional PR? Yes, it is more nuanced in the sense that traditional companies that might be selling something would generally be looking at the consumer, which will be an individual, whereas with law firms, it tends to be more B2B, but not necessarily because obviously there's family law and private client law. When people think of PR, they often sort of think about glossy magazines and product placements around Christmas. And obviously with legal PR, it's quite different. It is very specialist because of the legal press and the business press that lawyers might want to appear in. And has legal PR always been around or is it come about recently and if so what brought it about that's a good question because when i joined ano in 2000 legal pr was quite a new concept i think law firms were only just really beginning to think about promoting themselves and marketing themselves and i think since then the legal services act has opened up the market further meaning that to be a law firm you don't actually have to be a private partnership anymore. And so it just means that the market has become more and more crowded, which means that it's even more important for law firms to differentiate themselves. And PR is one way to do that. It's one way to sort of build their brand and let people know what they're doing and why they're good at what they do. So help us kind of understand more about legal PR, because at least from my experience, you know, doing the law degree, doing the LPC, even now doing my training contract, I must admit, I don't really know much about kind of legal PR. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, actually, because I had an interesting conversation with a lawyer recently who's written an article for me on why he thinks trainee lawyers should be taught about entrepreneurship, because he's just said that's just not something 
that's covered in legal training programs. And actually, it sounds to me, obviously, I'm not trained as a lawyer, but it sounds to me as though marketing is probably not covered at all. And that's probably something that perhaps the providers and the graduate training program, people who put those programs together should think about. Because actually, for lawyers like yourself, who are young lawyers who are building a career, if you can build a marketing mindset, then you will have a better career than perhaps some of your peers who might be brilliant lawyers, but might not be very good at marketing themselves sort of internally to the partners and then externally. But yes, to answer your question, legal PR really involves looking for opportunities for the fee within a firm to promote their work, their expertise, and where they want to appear rather depends on, on the practice area Therein, so property lawyers will want to. There are two big trade magazines in the, in the property world: Property Week and Estates Gazette. So, property lawyers will generally want to be quoted or write an article for those two trade publications because those are the publications that are really influential in their sector, and they're the publications that their clients are, are reading. Whereas a family lawyer or a private client lawyer, their work is around private wealth. So they'll probably want to appear in the personal finance pages of the FT or perhaps a sort of high profile personal finance podcast. And then legal PR will also be looking at protecting the reputation of a law firm should some crisis sort of come up. But luckily, that tends to be quite, quite rare. When we think of law firms, we typically think of kind of magic circle or big American law firms. But how do you help in your role as a legal PR professional, smaller law firms and even sole practitioners stand out in what can seem a crowded marketplace? Well, I think that's one of the sort of magic things about about PR because it can really help smaller law firms punch above their weight because obviously the magic circle firms will have really large in-house marketing teams and then they'll also be using external agencies and it will be a very sort of efficient machine but actually PR can really help smaller law firms become very well known within their field because people like me will have contacts at the right sort of publications like the Times, the FT and the trade titles. We can make sure that our clients get the exposure they need and so that they can become known as leaders in their field and sometimes compete with those much bigger firms because the fee earners in the smaller firms often have the same skill set that for whatever reason they've chosen to be in a smaller firm often they've come from the larger firms but perhaps they they want a change of pace or whatever it might be in your time as a legal PR professional how has the evolving digital landscape and proliferation of social media more generally among society impacted your field and the work that you do Um, I would say that it's been very positive I suppose one interesting thing about my career is I actually had a 10-year career break which is pretty unusual so I worked in-house at A&O and Howard Kennedy I then had my first child we moved out of London and so I didn't work for 10 years and then when my youngest child started reception I was really ready to go back to work but I realized that I couldn't we live on the south coast I realized that I couldn't commute and go back into a city law firm so that's when I set myself up as a freelancer and it sort of snowballed after that. But when I went back to work, so much had changed because LinkedIn had only been in its infancy. Twitter didn't even exist. So I taught myself Twitter and many of the magazines had gone online. So actually that meant that there were more opportunities. In terms of social media, it's beneficial because it just means that if a lawyer writes for a trade magazine, which might be relatively obscure, they can make sure it reaches a wider audience by 
reposting it and sharing it on social media. So it's actually been a positive thing. I suppose the only thing I have noticed is that many more law firms are doing PR now. So it's more competitive to get this to get the top coverage, to get the coverage in the Times law pages. There are many more people chasing that exposure. But generally, social media or digital stuff has been very positive for legal PR. Is that also including artificial intelligence? Oh, yeah, artificial intelligence. Well, it's something I think about, I'm interested in, and it's something I think about a lot. And I think it's going to be very beneficial. I don't see it as a threat. I work closely with a content creator, a blogger, and she was saying to me quite recently, am I going to be out of work because of AI? But actually, AI can help you with what you're doing. But I think there's always going to be someone who needs to check it all and manage it. To give you an example, although my work tends to be focused on media relations, looking for opportunities for my clients to be in the press, I do get involved on other projects. And I found that AI can be good for things like podcasts, actually. Recently, I got a a client onto a legal podcast and the podcast host was a bit short of time. And he said, can you help me with the questions? I just don't know what to ask the lawyer. And I said, sure. And I asked ChatGBT. It came up with some brilliant questions. So I thought Mm. just as an experiment, I'll just ask ChatGBT and it was brilliant. And I found it's very good as well for coming up with catchy titles. So I say, oh, you know, this is the title for this article. Can you come up with something better? And it does. So yeah, I think it's something to be welcomed. One question I'm very interested to ask you is A couple of months back, we heard the news about the planned merger between A&O and Sherman and Sterling, and that caused quite a lot of commentary in the market. What role does legal PR play in law firm mergers and acquisitions? And why is it important to have legal PR involved from the start? Yeah, in terms of merger, that's probably the most significant piece of news that a law firm will ever announce. And it's something that the legal press absolutely fascinated with and will jump on immediately. So it's absolutely critical that PR advisors are involved right from the start, whether that's in-house or if you're a small firm, you might want to get the advice of an agency. And it's critical because if you don't manage the PR well, if it leaks or you're not in control of the narrative, then it can impact everything in a negative way, particularly sort of the employees who are going to be affected by the merger. So getting the PR right and having having a plan. I think that particular merger was handled well, but obviously if you're a big firm or even a smaller firm, you probably would want to look to give the story exclusively to one title so that you can have more control of everything. But you'd also need to have a plan if things go wrong, if something gets leaked, have an action plan ready for that scenario. So yes, it's absolutely critical. And I would say that the PR is just as important as the role that the lawyers or nearly as important as the lawyers on the deal and the accountants, the PRs have got to be involved right from the start. And then in terms with your day to day, how do you stay updated with the latest legal trends and developments to effectively communicate with both legal and non-legal audiences? So, for example, you were telling me about getting certain property lawyers onto the Property Gazette or getting in- into the relevant kind of magazines, journals. How do you then come up with, ah, well, this would be a great piece to have them yes. communicate on? Yeah. So it's done in two ways, really. The first is talking to the lawyers so that I can really get to understand their practice. And I think over the years, I understand certain 
areas of law. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, but I understand what they're doing and how they're helping their clients. And I think that's really important if you want to be a good legal PR, because to get the ideas, you need to understand what trends there are in the particular sector, what the clients are asking, asking the lawyers, what's keeping their clients up at night. And if you can identify those themes, then the chances are you can, you'll be able to interest the media. So it's working with the lawyers, getting to understand what they do and brainstorming the ideas. And then it's also looking out for hooks in the media that you can use as a sort of an excuse to write about something. So those are the two mechanisms, really, looking for the news hooks, but also working with the lawyers and understanding what they're doing. And now I wanted to kind of bring back something we talked about right at the beginning, and that's young lawyers and why young lawyers should be involved with legal PR as a means not only to understand the business of the firm and how PR works in the operation and growth of a law firm, but also in their own personal career journeys. And I was wondering if you could elaborate a bit more on what young lawyers can do now in terms of legal PR. Well, I would say, first of all, that it can be very valuable in helping them build their own career, because if you start writing for the press and getting quoted in the press, your clients will notice it will impress them. But also internally, the partners at your law firm will notice and it will impress them as well. So one of my clients, he got very involved in PR, partly because he enjoyed it, but also because he wanted to become partner. And he knew that if he did this, people within the firm would notice within the firm and outside the firm. And he then actually moved to a different firm, but then got in contact with me. And so I wasn't a client of the firm, but I was sort of his personal client because he wanted to keep the PR going because he could see what a difference it made and why it was important for him. So I would say to young lawyers, if you've got the resource internally, then tap into it. Because I always say to the partners I work with that I don't want just want the partners quoted in the press. I want the younger people. I want everybody involved. And I do find that actually once somebody within a team starts getting into the press and the momentum does build and other people notice and then they think, well, actually, I could do that too. And then they get in touch with me with their own ideas. But, you know, PR isn't rocket science. If there's a hot topic that you think is important and nobody else is writing about it, or if they are, but you can come up with a fresher angle or you disagree, then actually you could approach the titles yourself or get in touch with a journalist. So it really sounds like it's all about putting yourself out there, not being afraid to put yourself out there. Because I feel in the legal industry, the stereotype is lawyers are perfectionists, they've got imposter syndrome. And so many would not dare to take the step forward for fear of not being good enough. Would you say in your experience, it's more important to put the foot out there and see where you go? Yes. And not to be too reticent because yes, lawyers are very cautious by nature and they're often introverted, not necessarily, but often they are. And so putting themselves forward can be a bit unnatural. Actually, I'm just thinking of one female lawyer I work with who's done some press with me, but she's too nervous to put it on LinkedIn because she doesn't want to look like she's showing off. But actually, she's missing a trick there because she's done the work and she needs to share it because if she's not sharing her PR, then you can be certain that somebody else at another firm will be 
be promoting their PR. And and so you've got to be on top of it. But I would say that sometimes the lawyers are nervous, particularly if they haven't done it before, about giving it a quote and that it's misread and people don't like it or don't agree with it. And something I always say to my lawyers when they write a piece is don't spend hours on it. Don't scrutinise it too much, because actually the only person who's really going to scrutinise it is you and possibly your firm. But other people aren't. It's all about getting your name and the name of your firm in the press. That's what's important. And if you want to comment on something, you sort of need to be prepared to say something a bit different because otherwise the journalist won't necessarily pick it up because when they're writing about a story, they will use the quotes that come in first, but also the one that's a little bit different or the one that is prepared to say something a little bit controversial within reason. And I know that's harder in the bigger firms, but you know, that's what I encourage my clients to do. The next question I wanted to ask, uh, when you moved to legal PR, was that something which found by chance or something that you actively sought out for? Yes, my move came by because the opportunity sort of landed and I decided to go for the interview. But I've loved working in the legal sector. And I suppose that's why I haven't sort of veered off in a different direction. I just really enjoy working with lawyers since I've been freelancing only one lawyer's ever been rude to me. I think that's pretty amazing, actually. I just think everybody's very bright, but also polite. I don't know what, whether, that is, whether I've just been lucky, but I think, wow, you know, in eight years, one person's been rude to me. But I love working in the legal sector, partly because of the variety. From what I do, I suppose it's a bit like the trainees going from seat to seat. My day, I never quite know what's going to happen and what sort of practice areas I'm going to get involved in. It could be white collar crime and then it could be corporate. So it's very interesting. And learning about the way that law firms operate and their pro bono activities, it's really varied. And I guess that's why I've I've stuck with it because I enjoy it so much. And what advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue a career path like legal PR? This idea of still working in the industry, but not as a practicing lawyer, being able to still make a contribution and still work in it. Yes, the advice I would give is go and work with a big PR agency. So that's something... I did a bit later, actually. I suppose it's a bit like being a lawyer. You work you work for a law firm and then maybe you go in-house. I didn't do that. I worked in-house and then set up as a freelancer, although I have now worked with a PR agency uh, as a freelancer. So I suppose that's given me some agency experience. But I would say go into an agency because I think it's important to have experience for, of other sectors. I think that probably makes you a better PR if you can bring in other ideas. So I would say go and work in a big PR agency. Maybe they'll have some law firm clients or or, or professional services clients, which would be good experience, but also great if they're doing lifestyle PR or celebrity PR, doing something completely different, because actually that will give you um, a broad perspective and then try and seek a position in-house at a law firm that's what I would suggest and I suppose further tips I would say just remember at a law firm nothing ever happens quickly so I think think for PR and marketing people that can be a bit frustrating because I've worked in-house a lot I understand that but I think there are people who don't have legal sector experience they come in and they're like whoa when's something going to happen but again it's law firms they're cautious everything has to be checked which is fine but it's just getting used to a different momentum (laughs) A slower one. So if listeners were to take one thing away from this episode, Antonio, what would it be? It would be just to give legal PR a go alongside your fee fee earning work. Prioritise PR and marketing because your career will go further. Now, 
Antonia, here on Legal Tea, we always like to end things off on a lighthearted note. And my question for you today is, what is your favorite dramatized legal character from a TV show or movie and why? Ali McBeal. I just really enjoyed that show. Gosh, you probably never even saw that one, did you? I, I have not, but I have been told <laughs> from other guests as well. So I've got to start putting it down on my bucket list. Just, it was just high drama and very watchable. But I think if I was watching that now, I'd probably want to be a lawyer, actually. So. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the one I would suggest. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on, Antonia. It was great talking with you. If any of our listeners have any follow-up questions, can they reach out? And if so, yeah, how? please do. I'd like to give a bit of time. So if, if there's a young lawyer listening, he wants to have a chat and I could perhaps help them with their first little piece of PR, I'd be delighted to help. So yeah, do please get in touch. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Antonia. Thank you, Max. Well, that's the show, folks. If you enjoyed learning about legal PR and want to know more, feel free to reach out to Antonia. We've linked her LinkedIn profile in the show notes below. Enjoying our exquisite brew? Have a knack for social media marketing or podcast editing? And are an avid tea drinker? Come work with us on Legal Tea. Send us an email at hello at legaltea.uk or DM us on our social media platforms at legaltea.uk. Till next time.